This is the Making Stitches podcast. Coming up in this episode, we'll be hearing from a crochet designer who found her first crochet along created not just beautiful blankets, but a wonderful community as well. It was a small idea. I had a lot of yarn stash, like so many of us crafters do have. And I thought, I'm just going to make a blanket. I, I need to use this yarn. So I decided to just do a few rows per week. So I didn't think, oh, now I'm going to make a really big project. You know, at that time, I was still just designing simple bunting. Um, but just by doing those stitches and the rows and people joining in and the community that built up around it really was so wonderful that over the 35 weeks, you know, myself included, we'd all made this blanket and it was so lovely. I do love the cows. It's um, a real joy to have all these crochets around the world connect. It's marvellous, really is. and welcome to the second episode of Making Stitches. There was a wonderful reaction to episode one last week. Thank you to everyone who listened and thank you for the lovely comments as well. There were listeners from all over the world, which is really amazing, from the UK to Australia and from the United States to India. Thank you all. Well, today you found me on my daily walk. Here in Gibraltar, despite being in lockdown because of the coronavirus pandemic, we're lucky enough to be allowed out each day for exercise. And luckily for us, just a 10-minute walk from our front door is Camp Bay on the western side of the Rock of Gibraltar. I feel very privileged to have the seaside just a short walk from our home, especially at a time like this. That's where you find me now. Can you hear the waves in the background? Well, someone else who is in a similarly fortunate position is crochet designer Eleonora Tully, who writes as Coastal Crochet on her blog and social media. In her most recent social media videos to accompany her latest crochet along, the Beachcomber Blanket, she's been taking viewers down to her local beach to see the inspiration for her work. And welcome to week three of my beachcombing blanket crochet along. It's lovely to have you here. How are you all? I hope you're well and I hope you're enjoying the crochet. It's certainly a joy for me to see all these blankets in progress. And so week three is inspired by man-made beachcombing finds such as these fishing boys and their bright pops of colour can be seen along the shoreline from quite a distance away and they are often washed up after stormy seas um, which is not what it's like today really really calm out there today um, i really enjoy finding these yes i suppose they are pollution um, but they're a joy for me to find because i love to take them home and decorate our garden She is so calm today, so still. Occasional little wave rippling into shore. 
Eleonora started her coastal crochet blog around the same time as I started Postcard from Gibraltar and we've followed each other's progress over the years. During that time she's designed free patterns for the followers of her blog as well as run crochet workshops and designed professionally for magazines and the little box of crochet. It was a real treat to be able to speak to her face to face thanks to the wonders of technology after all this time. To begin with I asked her how she first got into crochet. I get asked this question so many times and I always find it difficult to answer it because it's not from one specific source. So when I think back, I certainly crocheted in my childhood. Um, my Dutch mother and my Dutch grandmother, they both were you know, keen crocheters. I often talk about my mum who crocheted her wedding dress in the 70s. Um, so they certainly taught me how to hold a hook and, and work with yarn. They taught me how to knit, so I knitted for many years, but I didn't really crochet until sort of my late teens early 20s and then I kind of self-taught from a book um and just fell in love with it and then I sort of you know dabbled with a bit of knitting a bit of sewing and a bit of crochet and then I crocheted a dress for my daughter and that whole process of making that dress I was following someone else's pattern I just fell in love with crochet so much and I thought I want to get really good at this. And so then I signed up to a correspondence course, um, the International Diploma in Crochet. And it's an old-fashioned course. Um, you know, you send samples off and they get marked, you get them sent back. But that process, I haven't completed the diploma yet. I started it five years ago and I haven't <laughs> finished it yet. But, you know, it's one of those things that I could gradually work through. But having done the first part of that diploma, that really taught me the the absolute, you know, those real finer details, you know, that that's that, really um, uh, sort of improved my confidence and made me kind of the expert crochet I kind of think I am now you know people come to oh you're the expert I think well how did I become an expert but it was through that course and then it's crocheting 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 and it's taken over my life <laughs> it really has <laughs> it certainly looks like that it's, yeah, it's got answer to the question but I, can, I can never think of one specific person or point that where I taught it's kind of always been there really yeah, I know the feeling. I was taught by my gran as a, as a young girl and then it kind of disappeared for a while. And then I managed to find a cardigan I'd crocheted myself when I was a student and I forgot I even had it. So that was like 20 something years ago. <laughs> so, wow. it's, so it's always been there. But uh, yeah, but just recently it's really captured my imagination again, I have to say. And much of it is down to your lovely designs. How, how did you get into designing? Well, I really want, you know, like so many people, you... Um... You know, you make other people's patterns, you follow patterns, then you think, oh, I don't know, I could do it like this. Or you come across a pattern that actually doesn't make much sense or it doesn't actually work out. Um, and so I just thought, I, I want to do this myself. I want to know how to design patterns. So I started with really simple things like bunting. Um, and just the more I crocheted, it's just about confidence. And I just became much more confident. And then just that desire to crochet it myself and then that mentality that actually well I'm not going to follow someone else's pattern because I can design that and then you design it and I love it but having said that I've recently gone back to following a couple of other people's patterns I did a book review for a fellow designer and I really loved just following someone else's pattern it was really relaxing for me and brought me the joy of that real simple crochet just you know following someone else's pattern and seeing the work grow I loved that so yes I love designing but I you know it's nice to have that downtime crochet too I'm sure it is when somebody else has done the hard work <laughs> exactly 
exactly because there is a lot of hard work that goes into the designing there really is so many hours but it's a passion so I, I love to do it now uh, something you've been responsible for is so many cowls your uh, your various blankets that you've done how how did you decide from you know making small things like bunting to, to leading cowls for, for big items like blankets Oh, it's amazing. So I think you, you did my seaside stash busting blanket. I did, yes. That was yes. two years ago. Um, and that, it was just a, it was a small idea. I had a lot of yarn stash, like so many of us crafters do have. And I thought, I'm just going to make a blanket. I, I need to use this yarn. So I decided to just do a few rows per week. And it was sort of stitches that I'd learned on the course. Um, so I didn't think, oh, now I'm going to make a really big project. You know, at that time, I was still just designing simple bunting um but just by doing those stitches and the rows and people joining in and the community that built up around it really was so wonderful that over the 35 weeks you know myself included we'd all made this blanket and it was so lovely um and because I did that people were saying well what's next when's the next one and I had no plans to do another one but it's kind of become an annual thing now. I feel, okay, right, I'll do another one. <laughs> so now on the third one, will there be a fourth? Who knows? But I, I do, I love, I do love the cows. It's um, a real joy to have all these crochets around the world connect. It's marvellous, really is. Do you have any idea how many people have, say, made your first seaside stash busting blanket? Well, you know, obviously, we have the blog um, on WordPress, don't we? And yeah. so you can see your stats, can't you? There's been, I think, well over, I think, 60,000 hits wow. on that first blog post. Wow. Um, so thousands upon thousands. Whether, obviously, each one of those people has gone on to make it, obviously not. But certainly many, many thousands and over 30 countries that I last was aware of. Again, there's lots of people who take part in cows that don't engage in the social media side of things and that's absolutely fine um so there may be people in in countries i have no idea that are taking part but certainly the ones i know about there's over 30 countries and thousands of people so it's lovely really really lovely that must feel like an amazing achievement mm, it really is and, and because it was never my aim it, it just and you were there you know during that seaside stash busting blanket it was just a process that snowballed really out of my control but it was so lovely and it was a sense of community that just spurred me on it was really lovely very special very very special indeed well the community was lovely for, for those of us who were following your pattern I mean friendships were struck up along the way and you know various different people were commenting on each other's pictures on Instagram and so on and it was it was a really really lovely experience to be a part of absolutely absolutely that's it you know you've summed it up beautifully there and there are still friends I see people on Instagram I think oh my gosh they know each other because they both did my size stash busting blanket so it's like really really special and you've just launched your third haven't you your beach coma blanket how's that going it's going really really well so we've just launched week one um and so with this one i really pushed the boat out in the design process you know as a designer you want to grow and you know you want to improve and you know just push those boundaries a little bit so this has been my most challenging design wise um but I, I really love it. I genuinely love the design. I'm so happy with how it came together. Because sometimes as a designer, you'll design something and you think, oh, yeah, no, not sure. And if I could do that again, I might have done that a bit differently. But with the beach combing blanket, I really, really love it. And so 
so far so good we've had week one um lots of people joining in again and um, the facebook group is really popular whereas previously it was more on instagram this one i'm getting more um people involved over on facebook so there's a big facebook group and lots of people posting pictures in there so yeah it's good it's going well so i'm hoping there's going to be lots more of that community spirit going forward well i think that's something that we all need at the moment isn't it as we're all isolated in our own homes absolutely and i think you know the timing of it was unbelievable really you know no way could i ever have imagined that the world would be in the midst of a pandemic at the time of um Know, launching the cow but yeah the time of this cow is incredible i think so many people have reached out and said it's really helping them through this difficult time you know that distraction of crochet that you know focusing on something else and you know building those connections it's really helping people and that is really wonderful for me to to hear that's brilliant so how do you balance your very demanding you know crochet designing managing cows and whatnot with the rest of your life because you you work as well don't you <laughs> I do work, I have a day job as a nurse, um, school nurse. So how do I do that? I have no idea, no <laughs> idea. I just, I'm a busy person. I don't sit still, um, unless I'm crocheting. Um, so sometimes I look back and think, gosh, how did I do that? But I don't know. I just, I think because the crochet is such a passion of mine that it doesn't feel like work. Um, obviously in nursing as well you know it's a bit of a vocation so I never feel you know burnt out by work and I don't feel it's a slog so maybe that helps with the balance and I've got my family too I can't I'm not superwoman I can't do it all maybe something someone gets neglected along the way I'm sure they do but I do my best I think that's all you can do I just do my best (laughs) (laughs) how did you find the transition from being like a hobby crafter to actually being somebody who who designs for magazines as you said you've reviewed books you've designed various things for the little box of crochet as well I've made one of your lovely shawls from there so how 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 was the transition then from kind of hobby to well professional um I enjoyed the transition because it's lovely to be recognized and it was always my aim I wanted to you know to, to make it more than just a hobby um I'm not great at the business side of things, I'll be honest. Um, I love the designing and the making and those sort of, you know, mundane business yet essential side of things I'm less good at. Um, I do get them done, but yeah, I have a little bit of a backlog of of accounts and stuff that I need to sort out. So um, it's difficult. It can be difficult at times. And I think also when you do get into that sort of more commercial world, you have to be a little bit more business savvy because there are people who will expect you to do a lot of design work for very 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 little money and if you broke if you broke down the hourly rates you would be on a pittance so and I'm not very good at saying no so when people approach me I'm a bit of a yes oh yeah I'll do that I'll do that and I have agreed to things before and I think that wasn't a very good move but you know I'll fulfill them I've said yes I'll do it so I'm still learning I'm learning on that transition of uh you know, knowing what what to say yes to and, and what to give a pass to. <laughs> Would you have any advice to anybody else who's maybe following, wants to follow the same path as you? Oh, I do get asked this quite a lot as well. And I always just say, just, just go for it. Um, let your, you know, just grab your hook, grab your yarn, experiment. I think that's the key. You know, even with the new cow, I was asked the question earlier on in, in the week in the Facebook group, how do you go about designing this? And I just say, just, just get some yarn, get a hook and, just play around with it. There's no right or wrongs, and that's what I really love 
about crochet in all crafts, I suppose, is there is no right or wrong, and especially in crochet, you really can do anything with that hook and yarn, and if you like the way it looks, then go for it. You know, no one can say, oh, that's wrong, you shouldn't do it like that. Well, if you want to do it like that, and it looks good like that, then you do it like that. So I love the freedom. So I would just say go for it. Just go for it. And what's next for you once this uh, this current cal's done and dusted? Have you got any other exciting projects in the pipeline you can share? Yeah, but there's a few. There's a few. There's always something in the pipeline. I'm I'm looking forward to a time when maybe I don't have quite as much in the pipeline, and I can get back <laughs> to the, the real basics of designing. Because when you're responding to other people's requests and magazine commissions I love it all but sometimes I think oh I want to get back to just just designing for me um there's a really exciting yarn bombing festival that I was or I am due to be part of in Italy in August obviously currently with the coronavirus we don't know whether it will still go ahead or not um the organizers haven't made a decision yet so i'll just wait and see but i had planned to go over to italy with my yarn bomb and to exhibit it there so that was really really exciting but it's a bit up in the air now so um, i'll still make my piece just in case obviously i don't want to do it at the last minute so i've got that to be cracking on with um and then i love my magazine work especially simply crochet i've got a really great relationship with the editor there and i really enjoy doing that so a few more commissions in the pipeline always something to do (laughs) (laughs) the world's your oyster (laughs) oh I don't know (laughs) now something that I I certainly love about your Instagram feed is the fact that you are true to your word it is coastal crochet isn't it and there are so many lovely photos of you and Salty your lovely miniature schnauzer walking along the beach and, and displaying your work down on the pebbly beach near where you live that's so nice to see Absolutely, and and, I, and I'm so lucky to live where I do, um, especially now. You know, in the current you know coronavirus and the lockdown, and we're all you know having to stay at home. You know, we are able to go out once per day for exercise, and I'm incredibly lucky to literally have the sea on on our doorstep, like you. Because I see your pictures of sunset sometimes. And yes. I think, Oh wow, that's <laughs> so cute. So we share a similar view across different seas. Um, and I think because I've got the dogs, because I have Salty, we go out. I think, you know, it, it makes you go out. So every day, literally every day, I am somewhere on the clifftop or down by the beach. So it's a constant, you know, in my daily life, it's a constant. And so to draw inspiration from that, it just it makes sense. Um, and I love it. I don't want to be restricted by it. Coastal crochet, I love. I don't want to be restricted to the coast. And I don't think my designs always are, but... I do love that I have that theme and I know I'm incredibly lucky to to live where we do. Thank you so much, Eleonora, for speaking to me for Making Stitches. It was a real treat. If you'd like to get involved in Eleonora's beachcombing blanket crochet along or would like to see her other patterns on her blog, you can find it at coastalcrochet.com. You can also find her on Facebook and Instagram where she does a weekly roundup of photos from other crocheters who are taking part in the crochet along. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode of Making Stitches, please share it with your friends. And if you don't want to miss the next episode, please consider subscribing to Making Stitches on your favourite podcast app. You can find it in lots of places, including Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify and, rather appropriately, Stitcher as well. It costs nothing to subscribe, it's simply a matter of clicking and the next episode will appear when it goes online. 
My name's Lindsay and this podcast was edited and recorded by me. You can also find me on my blog, Postcard from Gibraltar. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, keep safe and enjoy your crafting. Thank you.